This podcast episode is sponsored by CBDWitch.co. Our high-quality, industry-leading herbal vitamins and supplements are helping millions experience overall improved well-being. Whether you need to support your body in losing weight, gaining weight, getting better rest, or you want high energy with zero crash, we have something in store for you. Go to www.cbdwitch.co to learn more and shop now. Thank you again for listening to Bossy Bruja Podcast. Witches are reawakening to their power all over the world right now. The world is being reclaimed. We celebrate in gratitude. Welcome to Bossy Bruja Podcast with your host, Ayadeli Fuega of BossyBruja.com. Io is here to encourage and inspire you to live your best, most enchanted life. On this podcast, we'll discuss magic, empowering ideas, powerful spiritual practices, and books to support you on your path. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so grateful you're here. Here's Io. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Bossy Bruja Podcast, babies. <laughs> so I've been podcasting since 2018 and this is officially season two. Doesn't make much sense, but <laughs> it is what it is. We're just going to chop off where we left off and start fresh. Today is the beginning of autumn 2021. It is a new season. We are crossing over into uh, the darker part of the year where the days get shorter. I have a lot on my mind and quite honestly have been procrastinating on recording uh, anything for weeks now. Feeling like... Yeah, I have a lot to say, but I'm not sure how to say it or what's the best thing to say or should I say everything I'm thinking or, you well, you know, probably should never say everything I'm thinking. <laughs> but I decided to just, you know, press the button and start talking. So I released um, a lesson, the nine phases of the moon course in my online teaching portal. I will add the link to the show notes if anyone is interested in checking that out. We're gonna be having our first webinar this Saturday at 11, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am looking forward to that. Um, I do have a lot of work to get done between now and then, so I will be focusing on filling bottles, labeling bottles, and getting orders shipped before Saturday hits. And I'm super excited because we're moving right along. We just got back from a super long drive um, to restock because uh, there was a storm that was brewing down in the Gulf, like down uh, near New Orleans. <clears throat> when we started our drive out, it actually took us up and over. So we drove up through Utah and Colorado and Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, and we came down through Georgia into Florida, which is a very long drive when your destination is Miami. So <laughs> that drive, which usually takes me about 30 hours, took me 52 plus hours both ways. So that was a very grueling drive and I'm very happy to be back home. All my, my altars are lit, everything's set. 
set, incense going, feeling good, back in my routine, starting out with my TLC vitamins. If you're not familiar with the, the health products that I've been uh, getting into as of late um, and promoting and recommending and offering to the public, I get a kind of a influencer's fee to sell them. Um, so every time someone orders through my website, we get a little change, which has been very, very helpful. <laughs> that money has, um, it was piling up, so I was able to save a lot of it, but it has been going into restocking. Haven't been really excited about these PPP loans and these SBA loans and these things. I'm very anti-loan. You know, <laughs> it's a personal thing. <laughs> probably you know most of my friends who actually have way more money than me suggest using other people's money but I just I'm gonna have to pray about it I don't you know I'm gonna just have to pray about it I think that people who <laughs> find a way to use other people's money and to like um you know finesse that pimp the system are so smart and wise and I really aspire to be that way one day. However, today I am using TLC money to reinvest into my TLC journey, continuing to drop weight, to energize my body using these um, natural supplements, using them for energy, for better sleep, for pain management. I'm on my feet almost all day. So I use my alleviator, my feet. I'm taking NRG for mental clarity, high, clean, pristine energy all day with no crash. I'm taking my Nutriburst so I can get all the phytonutrients, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, all the good things that I need. It has 148 ingredients, so I really, really love that. And of course, I've been hydrating. Let me tell you, living in Miami for about three years <clears throat> was... <laughs> so oh so nourishing to my body it was really really good it's always warm there so coming to the desert where it's extremely dry I am always thirsty like I still feel like I don't drink enough water so I've been super focused on making sure I have my Evian we love Evian because it makes the stool soft you know <laughs> so I've been taking this and my IOSL tea and I'm feeling really good so if you hadn't heard about the TLC um, stuff that I'm doing, a lot of that money, the proceeds are going into reinvesting into TLC, my personal journey, my family's journey, as well as into uh, buying some more oils and incense to restock the Bossy Bruja um, store. Did you hear me? Just drink some water. <laughs> like, big, huge. Let's see how big this is. A liter and a half of Evian natural spring water made in the French Alps. I don't know if that's true, but you know, I like to believe that people do what they say they do. Um, so yeah, hydrating, taking these vitamins, meditating back on the schedule. Uh, boyfriend is helping me to get packages and orders together. Got a friend who works over at Amazon. So, uh, some days she'll come over and help. I think she has three days a week off. So she'll come over and help as well. She's extremely fast, <laughs> which I'm just so blessed to have her. She's one of my Mexican friends. And if, you, if you're Mexican or if you have any Mexican friends, you know, that gets the work done. Okay. <laughs> you know, and that ain't, that ain't, you know, that ain't a rub or, uh, or a jab at nobody. I'm just telling you what I know. So she gets over here and we'll listen to these 
podcast. Ooh, like the read. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to that. Hilarious. Okay. Listen to the read. She'll tell me these really kooky stories from her past and have really good time bubble wrapping. So when we're moving right along, please, please trust me. I know that this year has been a shit show. Um, it has been extremely uncomfortable for me. I did have a few <laughs> moments there where I was breaking down, feeling like a complete failure. I'm still not completely out of the woods, but I'm getting it together, you know, because, and this is one of the things I want to talk about today. When inspiration is low or when you feel like everything's falling apart around you, what do you do? What can you do? Um, but before I, I talk about that, I did want to uh, share with anyone who is in my teaching portal or who is interested in maybe joining in the future um, or who is not interested in joining at all, but you picked up the book because I did, um, you know, publicly uh, announce publicly announced, like I'm a politician or something, but <laughs> I did like post on my Instagram page a while ago that the book we're reading is called Modern Magic. So that is our first textbook. This book is so good and it has a lot of safe practices in it. Um, virtually everything in it is safe except for the one that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> The author says, you know, everything in this book is completely safe. <clears throat> you can practice it as a beginner. Getting yourself um, really deeply ingrained into these practices um, is actually designed to take you from a beginner or intermediary level um, towards a more advanced level. But this is the only thing that is a little bit difficult because it requires us. I'm going to tell you what it is in a second. I know you're like, what is it. <laughs> but the only thing that uh, this particular process requires, I mean, why it makes it a little dangerous is that it requires us to face ourselves. Hello, somebody. It requires us to face the dark parts of ourselves, the buried parts of ourselves, right? This gets a little bit into shadow work. Um, and a lot of people have been asking me about shadow work. And, you know, to in my experience, I had never heard anyone talk about you know, the dark side or the shadow side, um, before like Debbie Ford, you know, that, that was the, when I was starting out in my spiritual practice, I was really the only person I encountered in my studies or on my journey who was saying anything about the shadow. So, I mean, you might want to look into that book, the dark side of the light chasers, <clears throat> but, um, I heard recently, it was listening to a video by Teal Swan on YouTube, and I really like her because um, the way she presents, she, I find her to be extremely funny, but also very, very intelligent. And she offers a lot of um, um, clarifying details and ideal ideas and like little subtle ideas that I would never think of on her channel. So I really appreciate listening to her. I was listening to her talk about shadow work. And what I gained from that video was this idea that uh, shadow work, the objective of shadow work is to integrate those parts of ourselves that have been discarded, displaced, um, banished, or not banished, because that's kind of a more on the permanent side, but those parts of ourselves that have been um, disowned, displaced, discarded, or broken off for whatever reason. Um, but <laughs> here's here's a 
good, I guess, kind of a contrarian idea. And I got it from the book. Because I've the idea of integrating certain things back into the personality, back into um, ourselves, has never completely sat right with me. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we want to own our shit. I'm all for that. I, as a Sagittarius, my messy ass. You know, they say we're tactless. <laughs> you know, you know all these. Um, these goofy little things they say about um, me and, you know, understanding that we're not just our sun sign, obviously, but I'm all for owning your shit. And I actually think that when you own your shit and you embody it and you dare to <laughs> to live it out loud, think of a Kanye West, you know, like, <laughs> guys, fucking... Looney Tunes bonkers. I really believe that owning your shit and being your whole self will make you rich. I mean, I just personal, it's personal belief, okay? But here's the thing. I believe that there are parts of ourselves that need to be improved upon, that need to be let go, that we need to mature and grow out of. You know, that has been my private thought. Some of you may have, if you were my Instagram friend at that time, maybe like a week or two ago, I was posting in my stories about shadow work, really asking questions like, what do y'all think shadow work even is? What do you think it is? And what do you think the purpose of it is? Not just the objectives, but what do you think the ultimate purpose of it is? What I feel like the purpose is uh, for shadow work, which is reclaiming your whole self. Um, But in my opinion, shadow work is also recognizing those parts that you really need to grow up out of, (laughs) which is not really something I ever hear anyone talk about. Um, But I I believe that the purpose of it is to increase our compassion. And I believe it's for our success. I believe um, self-knowledge and like really getting to know ourselves is fully for our empowerment. and I believe that it puts us in touch with our true purpose in life, our passion, our magic, and our ability to create the lives that we desire. Like, if we don't even know all of all of what we are or who we are, then how can we know what resources are at our disposal? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the shadow may include the part of you, and I I fully believe that this part which, you know, some people may refer to as the ego, is a necessary part. I know in my uh, psychological studies, African theory is that the ego is a necessary part of the personality. But in the early 2000s, the new earth came out and everybody was all (laughs) anti-ego. Anti-ego is almost like being anti-self. You kind of have to be... um, a person who has a a healthy self-regard to even set boundaries for yourself, to speak up for yourself, to stand up for yourself, to fight, champion, and advocate for yourself. Like if if you're completely devoid of ego, where, where are the protective measures? Where are the parts that really will go the fuck off and turn the fuck up on somebody um, who is overstepping too much? Like, what, what, is that not the job of the ego? 
one of the things, and you know, big ups to the Carters because they, in their music, there is, I don't, I won't say they fixate on, fixate on it too much, but there is a theme there, um, regarding ego and how an e- a healthy ego is healthy. <laughs> You listen to songs um, like on the Lion King's album. If you listen to anytime Beyonce is going off and telling you that she's the best, um, anytime that Jay Z is running down a laundry list of his accomplishments, in case you motherfuckers had forgotten, <laughs> um, you know Virgo and Sagittarius will always be an iconic duo. It doesn't matter, you know, what the relationship is. Um, but if you, or even her song "Ego," if you listen to these songs, you kind of pick up on this this thread, this uh, African or Afrocentric ideology of you know the usefulness and, and uh, necessity of having ego. Okay, um, <clears throat> but here's how I always thought of the ego, even when I was halfway done with a new work earth, right? I think of the, like if we're a car, (laughs) let's just give you the whole thing. If we're a car, I believe that the ego is something like an emergency brake, right? You don't need it on all the time. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, um, you're not gonna drive with it on, right? But when you need to park on a hill, when you need to, you know, guard yourself from getting stolen, <laughs> you know, you know, there will be times or if you get into a dangerous situation where you, you need to start this car, the emergency brake comes in handy. That's how I think of the, the ego, the emergency brake, you know, use, um, in emergencies. Okay. So the ego, in my opinion, also an extremely, uh, healthy and useful and needed part of the personality when life is beating your ass. Okay. So let's get right into the topic. Oh, sh- put a pin in that. Let's go back to this <laughs> with the shadow work topic. Okay. So in the book, Modern Magic, I believe this is in section four or five, we get into this, um, process of identifying the part of our personality that we need to exercise, um, like exorcism, exorcise, uh, from our personality that we need to remove. Um, he does a beautiful job of identifying it and then objectifying it. Very, very creative process to objectify it, to, uh, kind of set it outside yourself, to disintegrate it from you. Um, and then, after objectifying it, banishing it. And it goes into some of our established products, uh, not products, Jesus, uh, practices like the LB, what is it? The LBRP, the middle pillar, the relaxation ritual. Um, and it's just, it's just extraordinary. So if you're one of my students and you haven't gotten to that part yet, read, 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 and get to that part. I would love to talk to you guys more about that. I think that's incredible. You could exercise anger. You could exercise, uh, slothfulness. You could exercise, um, obesity or greed or gluttony, gluttony. You could exercise jealousy envy. You could exercise self-doubt or maybe even some shyness. 
You know, you could exercise those things that just have been standing in the way of you achieving the success that you desire for yourself. Okay. I just think that it's fucking brilliant. So even if you're not in the portal, I promise you I do not take that personally. If you're one of my students, make sure you're reading, make sure you're practicing, make sure you got um, your weekly rituals going. This is for your success. This is for your well-being. This is for you. And do not give up on it because it's too much reading or because you think that the price of a four-ounce bottle of oil is too expensive for a teaching portal because it's not okay one of my mentees was telling me to charge a hundred dollars a month <sighs> let me tell you something <laughs> i have probably been scammed out of more money from fake babalows mambos and padrinos than some people have invested into their spiritual practice okay I am a person who invests, I invested my life into this work, but I'm a person who from age 17 has continuously invested into my spiritual practice. And I think that it is a huge contribution to my mental toughness, my mental agility, my ability to bounce back, my resilience, my faith, my optimism, because I've invested in the classes and the books and the, the tools and the weapons and all of the things that I've needed um, to increase my, my power, my magic, and my ability to focus my own um, mental creativity, my imagination, my mental powers into manifesting the life that I desire for myself. I feel like I have such a long journey ahead of me, but because magic is such a huge part of my path, I'm excited about it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I personally really don't understand people who, you know, invest more in their fucking hair or their fingernails than they do in their spirituality. It's like, is the weave going to save you? Is the wig going to, you know, build up the internal resolve when you're going through something hard? Or is it the altars? You know what I'm saying? Nothing against a good uh, wig, honestly. I love me a weave. I ain't nothing against that. When you look good, you feel good, you do good. <laughs> okay, I'm in full support of hair. However, nothing comes before this spiritual practice combined with spiritual study, and I stand on that. Okay, so let's get into this topic, right? We're 21 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so here's the thing. You're feeling uninspired, feeling unmotivated. Maybe things are crumbling around you. Life is a fucking shit show right now. What do you do? Especially those of you who have a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of people pressing you, people complaining to you, people talking shit, people sending negative energy, evil eyeing you to fucking death, um, gossiping about you, talking about, about you behind your back, or these fake friends who only come to you when something awful is happening in their lives, don't really give a shit about you. Um, otherwise, you never really hear about them until they need something. Those of us who are in generally fucked up relationships, period, right? Um, what do you do when you may have some health issues, some work issues, some financial issues, some uh, faith issues, right? Um, some relationship 
I feel like I said that already. Uh, what do you do when you're like bombarded with a bunch of these problems? And instead of wanting to jump up out of your bed, take your vitamins and work out and get, you know, uh, get into your daily routine and get into your, your work, you really want to just fucking lay here. Maybe you're paralyzed because things are so awful. Maybe you've experienced some real loss in your life. What do you do? What do you do? Well, let's go back into talk of the ego. Because the first thing I believe you should do is to wake up the sleeping bitch. I'm going to let y'all hold that for a second. Wake up the sleeping bitch. I believe that every one of us has that part of our personality, even the ones that are very, very kind, our Cancers, our Pisces, our Taurus, you know, those of us who are very, very kind people, patient, loving, you know. (laughs) I believe that we all have that part of our personality that when it is roused and when it is called upon and when we need her or it, their help, his, for my boys, for all two of the boys who listen to me, (sighs) when it is time to rouse that part of us, that ratchet, ready to fight, set a bitch shit on fire, you know, clock a bitch in her face. Like that part of us that is like, you not my best friend. You know what I'm saying? But it's not a separate person. It's it's something that exists inside of you. The sleeping giant is what Anthony Robbins calls it. I call it the sleeping bitch. She will turn up. She will go off. She's super protective of herself. I believe that when things get really rough, and especially those of you who are dealing with um, these difficult relationships, I think that that is absolutely the time to withdraw your energy from other people, be a little bit more selfish right now, to um, take your time to cut people off, to take a break from people, to put the phone on airplane mode, on silent, to become unavailable, to take a step back from other people, stop trying to save the world, and to take care of yourself on a whole new level and in ways that maybe you haven't done in a long time. And I think that these are the protective measures, the emergency break ego I was talking about earlier. And I think that when you have to break that glass and press that button and let that ego, you know, just spread out like an inky smoke into the air... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like materialize as a genie who will beat anybody ass about you, you know? I think that when it's time for that to happen, that's one of the first things you need to do for yourself. Like shut all this shit down, everything. It doesn't mean you stop working on your business. It doesn't mean you stop producing, but it could mean that you stop performing, It could mean that you stop giving people the benefit of the doubt. It could mean that you stop giving people so much uh, leeway, so much patience and letting so much shit slide. It could mean that you activate that that third chakra. Is it your third chakra? One, two, three, four. Your fifth chakra? Your throat chakra, child. What is the third chakra? The third chakra 
is your solar plexus. I guess that's helpful too, but I'm talking about your throat chakra, the fifth chakra. Okay. And speak up, say what you really mean. Say no, put people on hold, make them wait. You know what I'm saying? There are people in my life I used to drop everything for, go whenever they needed, just jump how high and not no more. If people have demonstrated that they don't really appreciate you, how are they going to suddenly start appreciating you now? I don't give people the benefit of that. I'm in a, a, a season, a phase right now where I got to protect myself. I'm speaking very honestly to people. You know, I'm, I'm being very straightforward with people. Not that I'm not usually very direct. Um, but right now, it's to the point where I'm, I don't mind if you feel uncomfortable. That's not my business. I didn't, I didn't crawl inside of you and set up the parts of you that respond to honesty in this way. That's on you. That's between you and whoever you pray to. Okay. Um, so for me, if my mental safety and protection and healing requires me to, you know, not mince words and to be a little bit sharper and quicker in communication, that's what it's going to be. You know, and if you don't want to talk to me after I say something very directly and very clearly to you so that there's no possibility of you walking away from the conversation confused, uh, then, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> the work, it worked. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the first thing I think is to wake up that part of yourself that takes no shit. Like, no, my healing is my priority. I will not run myself ragged. I will not kill myself trying to perform or to please. The nice girl is dead. The bitches, the, the bitches woke up. She woke up. The bitch is awake. Okay. That's the first thing I think you need to do. Here's the second thing, and really the main topic <laughs> of this particular episode, is I think you need to light them up. Light them up. I'm not talking about shooting nobody. I'm talking about them altars. I think you need to light them up. Do you know how often somebody comes to me and they are telling me their problems, but they haven't talked to God yet? They haven't prayed. They haven't meditated about it. They haven't lit a candle. They haven't tried to change the atmosphere with no incense, no nothing. Why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to your best friends, people who have the same problems as you? Why are you all over the internet telling anybody and everybody, all in people's comment section, sections telling people all the worst things that have happened to you? Why? When the creator of the universe, and I don't know what your belief system is, but if you're a person who believes that God is the owner of the world, that God is the creator and maintainer uh, of the world, that God is this omnipotent, omniscient, um, omnipresent force, energy, then why are you talking to humans when you could be talking to spirit? Why are you talking to me when you could be talking to mama muerte? Let me tell you something. I'm talking, when I have a problem, I talk to God. If you bring a problem to me, I'm gonna talk to God. Cut out the middleman. Some of y'all need to go directly to the source. And I fully believe that sometimes we run into issues, especially in our love relationships where we pedestalize and we deify 
deify. We make our lovers a god in our lives. We raise them up on a pedestal. Okay, I fully believe that some of our problems are due to that that mistake. I believe that sometimes spirit will cause problems to exist in our lives to get our fucking attention. If you don't believe that, maybe you know you don't have to. But I do. I, I really think that sometimes my sister calls it the big daddy smackdown. Sometimes we get the big daddy smackdown, sky daddy, uh smackdown <laughs> because we are not keeping first things first because we forgot who God is, who gave us life, who gave us breath. And we're acting like we can't live or breathe without this other person. And spirit comes in to show us that we absolutely can. So random ass problems start having in, happening in a relationship that was just perfect, you know, a few months ago. Like, what's going on? You cannot make your partner, your friends, or any other person God in your life. God is God. You know, God is God. They also can't come before you, but y'all ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs> You're not ready for that conversation. You know, I'm going to start y'all off with something real easy this morning. Because if I start telling y'all you need to love yourself first, best, and most, y'all y'all might y'all might log off the podcast. I ain't going to give it to you like that. But you know, you know what, what what Nikki said, you got to get it wet first. You can't just give it to a dry like that. You, you know, I, nah, I, I can't give y'all that. Because y'all see... Y'all be acting like <laughs> y'all be acting like y'all don't understand what I say sometimes. Y'all be acting like I ain't telling the truth. Y'all be acting like y'all ain't been thinking about this shit too. I'm just, you know, the tacky one <laughs> who has the the ovaries to come out and say it, you know. So I believe that alone. I promise. I'll, I'll leave that alone. Let's get right back into it. When you're going through difficulties and your altars are neglected or you you haven't been on your prayer pillow your, your, or you haven't put on your prayer shawl, you haven't sat on your meditation pillow, you haven't gone into your sacred space um, since your last prosperity ritual or whatever the hell, you're, you're making it worse. Ooh, let me take a pause right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Baby, if you're going through it and your altars are not lit up, incense burning, fresh flowers, waters refreshed, um, what else? Candles going. Some of y'all work with lamps. Lamps going. You know what I'm saying? I have this little Marie Laveau um, piece where you have to open the door. If the door not open... But, if you are not inviting them into the home, knocking on altars, protect me, save me, help me, give me some ideas, send me some help, love on me, give me a word, playing some music for them, blowing smoke for them, leaving out some some sweets and some breads and some cakes and some things for you are making it worse. Got a friend who called me and when things go, you know, real left in her life. And she start calling me with a certain kind of energy. I be knowing her altar is not lit. I can tell. Because the moment you light them up, your whole energy is going to change. You take you a, a spiritual, do a floor wash first. Because you want to do the cleaning after you take your spiritual bath. But you do yourself a floor wash. 
spiritual bath and then you come to those altars and refresh them, your energy will be different. Your circumstances may be the same, but your energy will be different. And from that changed um, emotional state, you can now access a new vibration, which means you can now access a new mental and emotional state, which means you can now create something different for yourself. I made a point in my last lesson, the nine uh, phases of the moon in my teaching portal, that life is cycles. That's one of the beautiful things about life is that it's always changing. But with magic, you can direct forces, energies, mysteries, um, elements into assisting whatever change you're desiring for yourself. Things don't have to just change into some bullshit or to change into more of the same. They can change into what you decide that or something better, babe. But it's very difficult to access that uh, that poise, the the level of self-control that is required to cast a really strong spell when you are panicking, when you're frightened, when you're worried, when you're in pain, when you're existing in a state of jealousy, you're casting evil eyes all over the place. And not really casting, it's just, you know, evil eyes by and large are very unconscious and accidental Um process. It's not really a spell. Okay. But if you're over here being jealous and hating on people and judging them and you're panicking and you're worried and you feeling like God don't love you and you mad at God and whatever y'all people be doing, not y'all, but whatever people be doing, you're going through all this little shit. You're making it worse because instead of going deeper into your spiritual practices, into the sacred space, into communion with your spirits, with God, you are worrying, panicking, stressing, fearing, allowing circumstances to overpower you when you are in fact the creator of circumstances. You stand over, you rule over, lord over, lady over circumstances. So why would you allow circumstances to move you? You can handle anything that life throws you away. You have been doing it your entire life. That shit ain't changed now. You can handle anything that life throws at you. Anything. And that really is, I think, self-trust. But here's the thing about being a magician and why we study and practice so much is when life throws some shit at you to test you, you respond from a place of poise, self-control, self-knowledge, self-trust, certainty, security, safety, from a place of, I know what I'm doing. Not of fear, panic, stress, running behind the sofa to hide. No, no. One of the really important points I think that um, Craig makes in the book, Modern Magic, is that magic is not for frightened people. It's not really, it's not the best spiritual practice for people who are kind of like scared. You know, this is a path for more courageous people. Along your path, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen that raise the tiny little hairs in the back of your neck. Things are going to move. People are going to know things. It, it, things going to happen. 
Okay. So if you're prone to fear, you're going to have to develop beyond that. Okay. So here's my last little tip. Inspiration is fickle. I mean, motivation's a little bit easier. You can remind yourself of the goals. You can listen to a motivational um, tape, you know, the threat of some pain or some difficulty that will arise if you don't handle something is very motivating. But inspiration, right? When you don't have inspiration, remember the mission. That's it. Inspiration is fickle. It don't always come. Muses don't always come. There's a great book I love by Pressfield, Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art. And in that book, he talks about the muse, which is another idea of inspiration. Sometimes the muse does not come. Sometimes the muse does not come. That's why you have to approach your writing or your art like a professional. I'm at the canvas. I'm at the computer, my, my typewriter. I'm, you know, I'm in the studio every single day. Even if everything I produce that day is complete shit. I'm on it every single day. And eventually, inspiration and or the muse will be compelled to come. She will come and find you by virtue of your practice and professionalism and on the money-ism. <laughs> you there every single day. The mission for an artist might be produce 20 tracks. I don't care if it's raining outside, if my boyfriend left me from a best friend, if I got into a car accident, if, well, you know, you might have to record from bed, but I don't care if I'm feeling a little blue today, if I'm not, I'm not feeling inspired, I'm still in the studio because the mission is 20 tracks, period. Do you see how waking up that inner bitch might be a little bit helpful to you? Because that inner bitch will go off on you too. Like, um, ma'am, the mission is 20 inspired. Okay, well, that's fine. You may not be inspired. Maybe you'll feel inspired once you start uh, recording or once you bust out your composition notebook and, and start jotting things down. It's okay if you got to, you know, strike things out, <laughs> start over a hundred times. How many of us have seen those scenes where a writer is sitting at their writing desk and the floor is littered with pieces of crumpled up papers? They are still there, though. So even if there's no inspiration, the ideas are not flowing the way you want to. You know what I'm saying? You're still there. So the best way to bust down a block uh, is to start busting it down. Busting it down, attacking it, going at it, figuring out a way through this motherfucker, over it, around it, or underneath. Not avoiding the block. Oh, I'm just not going to go right today because I don't feel inspired. What? What? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Okay? So, if you don't feel inspired, this is kind of a way of saying uh, do it anyways. But remember the mission. Light them, them altars up. Because this, the lighting of the altars invites our spirit to come into the space and to lend a hand to assist us. They have resources that we can't even imagine. 
Okay. And if you need inspiration, pray for it or cast a spell for it. Do you know you can cast a spell for creativity? It's one of the things that I did with Bad and Brujita's um, Money Moves Oil when I was first starting my business. I didn't know exactly what to do. I used her oil one spell, still paying off to this motherfucking day. Cast spells for inspiration. Cast spells for creativity. Okay? Judica Isles has an amazing book. I just referenced this book the other day. did a lot of good research in it. She has a book of 5,000 plus spells. She has all types of books. Go find one of these old heads who has compiled huge encyclopedia of spells and find you something. Alter it. I tell my students this. You Any spell that you receive from another person, unless it is one of your godparents or elders telling you to use it verbatim, you're going to take that spell and you're going to alter it in some way to make it unique to you. Write down everything. Of course, if you're reading Modern Magic, there's a beautiful ritual diary template in that book. You can use that. Get it popping. Don't you dare have those altars dark when you're going through a dark time, making it darker. I love you. Take care of yourself. And wake that inner bitch up so she could take care of you too. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Love you. Bye-bye.